Hi folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you joining me and giving me a little bit of your time, as always. I know y'all have a million other things to do, so thank you. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and help it to grow, I'm incredibly grateful for y'all as well. And for those of y'all that are supporting the podcast over on Patreon financially and getting the extra podcasts, thank you very much. The weather's kind of cooled off again, which is nice considering it's winter. And need to get some work done in the garden hopefully soon we have things to plant i haven't talked about this in a while but <clears throat> i don't think it takes well i know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look around at the country today and see that we've got some problems and one of the ways that you can give yourself a little bit of security is planting a garden planting fruit trees get a couple chickens uh, if you're able to, I would suggest getting a rooster too, even though they're loud and obnoxious. Uh, but anything you can do to become more self-reliant. And I haven't talked about it often. There's a, a magazine, and I'm sure there's a number of them out there. Some of you all probably have some great recommendations yourselves, and you can tell me about it in the comments. But there's a magazine my wife and I started to take probably about two years ago, maybe not quite that long, uh, called Backwoods Home Magazine, and or Backwoods Magazine. I can't remember off the top of my head, and I don't have a copy in front of me. But they have some really great articles, everything on uh, making your own wood stove and installing it uh, to the kind of... Uh, milk cows or goats to get to fence building, log cabin building. I mean, it's just husbandry, animal husbandry, growing gardens, planting gardens, what things to grow, canning, putting stuff up. Uh, it's just a, it's a great magazine. I don't make near enough use of it. And part of that is time and part of that is laziness, uh, which that one will come back to bite me, I'm sure. But if you have a little bit of space, wherever you are, I cannot highly recommend enough making it productive. Had a financial advisor years ago that I really listened to quite a bit, and that was his comment to me was, there's nothing you can do more valuable to your long-term security than get whatever land you have back in production. And even if that means all you have is a little bit of yard in town, uh, which I've been in that situation before, you probably still have room to grow a pretty good bit of your own food and to store some of it away so that when things go south, as they do at times, seemingly more and more the last few years, and there's a shortage of something or eggs all of a sudden cost $20 a dozen or whatever 
it is ridiculous now. Not that, I know. It gives you a little bit of peace of mind and a little bit of actual security. And, which makes sense, right? Because you're making use of the resources that God gave you. And that's part of this whole deal that we talk about on this podcast. We forget, unlike our founders, we forget where our blessings have really come from and we don't acknowledge them as a nation. And part of that is just like we talk about if our rights come from God, as our Declaration of Independence says, then we have a responsibility to obey the commands of God. And part of that is being a good steward with what he's blessed us with. And so even in those little bitty things like that, you have some space. Uh, so at any rate, uh, we're going to go back <clears throat> because we got so far down the education trail last week. And we're going to go back and finish up the last couple prayers that we had to read through for President Washington out of his personal prayer book. But before I do that, some of y'all have noticed, and some of you tell me when I forget in other instances, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all our blessings that we forget to thank you for and, and the ones we remember as a nation and individually. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for those people that are listening today, sharing the podcast. Thank you for the ability to record it. Thank you for living in America. Uh, thank you for all, all the blessings, Lord, that you give us. Forgive us our sins. Separate us from those sins as far as the East is from the West. And Help us to live into that salvation that you have given us through your Son, through the merits of your Son, Jesus Christ, and his merits only. Strengthen our faith. Give us assurance. Help me to speak the words you want me to speak today, Father, and no others. Bless our families and our country. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. So, Washington's prayer, prayer, uh, prayer group book. <laughs> prayer group. Maybe we need a prayer group. Maybe I need a prayer group. All right. Obviously, I'm struggling today. So, we read his Sunday and Monday prayers, so we're going to go to Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Oh, Lord our God, most mighty and merciful Father, I thine unworthy creature and servant do once more approach thy presence though not worthy to appear before thee because of my natural corruptions and the many sins and transgressions which i have committed against thy divine majesty yet i beseech thee for the sake of him in whom thou art well pleased the lord jesus christ to admit me to render thee deserved thanks and praises for thy manifold mercies extended toward me. Bless the people of this land. Be a father to the fatherless, a comforter to the comfortless, 
a deliverer to the captives, and a physician to the sick. Let thy blessing be upon our friends, kindred, and families. Be our guide this day and forever, through Jesus Christ, in whose blessed form of prayer I conclude my weak petitions. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. So you go to this first paragraph on Tuesday morning, there's a a couple things here. Uh, one of them is, O Lord our God, most mighty. You know, and, and I'll go ahead and throw in merciful. I was going to separate those two. but And I can't help but go back to Jefferson's quote, which I, I love them, that my mind at least always goes back there. Because Jefferson is somebody that the left likes to use as, you know, the prototypical secularist, anti-Christian, uh, and, and, of course, they use his separation of church and state line from his letter, completely twisting it, misusing it for malevolent purposes, whether they realize that or not. But, you know, Jefferson talks about trembling for his country. I think we mentioned this recently on one of the podcasts because he knew that God was just. Washington here in his prayer talks about most merciful, right, most mighty. So often we come, I do anyway, I'm guilty of this, come to God kind of flippantly in a hurry, like, oh, hey, yeah, God, can you help me out here? Thanks for this blessing. Yeah, talk to you later. And that really shows a just bordering on gross disrespect. And yes, human, I get it, right? But every once in a while, we ought to really stop and think about the fact that God created the trees that we see outside the window. He created the grass on the ground, all the little birds that fly around, the deer in the pasture. He created everything that we see. He created the clouds in the sky, right? All the little water droplets, if you're science-minded, the way they go together, the fact, the phenomenal properties of water, right? One of which is the fact that water floats, density, all these little things that make our world work. And there are a huge number of things, maybe we'll talk about that on a podcast sometime, that actually have to be exactly right in order for our little planet here to sustain life. It's when you add them all up, it's the thing that makes the possibility of life elsewhere in the universe so unlikely. And it's possible. Absolutely. I'm I'm not saying that it's not. But we are unique, folks. I mean, the, the, the possibility I haven't used this in a long time, and I really need to go find this quote. There was a book I read years and years ago, back in high school or college. And a guy with a number of PhDs, I don't even remember his credentials anymore, but he made the comment that that Earth existing, based on how fine-tuned Earth had to be for life to exist here, was the same chance of a random tornado going through a random junkyard and putting together a Boeing 747 completely fueled and ready for takeoff on a runway. That's the same chance. And so you think about that, you take a moment in your head and you think about, okay, this tornado comes through for those of y'all that have ever been around the tornado and see the destruction that it causes and the chaos. 
and you think, okay, for this planet to exist, it's the same chance that this random tornado comes through a random junkyard and puts together a fully fueled and ready for takeoff Boeing 747, huge aircraft liner. It's pretty seeming pretty impossible. So getting back to Washington's prayer, the whole point is, one, we really need to take time to acknowledge, and again, I'm really talking to myself here, how powerful and great God really is and the fact that we can come to him, and approach him because of Jesus Christ, as Washington talks about, as our founding father talks about here, again, who was supposed to believe in this secular society. It's pretty amazing. And, and the other kind of half of that is mercy, right? Washington talks about his mercy by the merits of Jesus Christ and multiple of the prayers that we've talked about. Folks, if, if there was no justice, if there was no right and wrong, if everybody could be right from their own point of view, right? And here we put in all the ideology of the left, abortion, LGBTQ relationships, feminism, racism, critical race theory, identity politics, bigotries, illegal immigration, socialism, communism, all these evils you put in and say, well, everybody, you know, you're right from your own point of, point of view. There is no objective truth. Everything's subjective. Just depends on what your point of view is and what you feel like and what your emotions are. If that was really true, then there would be no need for mercy. You have no need for mercy if there's no justice. But if we need mercy, then there also has to be justice. So I think we, we ignore, particularly in the church a lot, folks, we ignore the justice part today. And uh, you see some turnings, but it really is coming back to bite us. Washington talks about his own natural corruptions, his own sins and transgressions, which he committed against God. And that the only way to get back to God was through Jesus Christ. And then he asked God to bless the people of the land, to be a father to the fatherless, the orphan and the widow, right? That's, and that's one way, folks. We're going to read Tuesday evening here, at least. I don't know if we're going to get to Wednesday, but we're going to read Tuesday evening. But that is one way that you know that the ideologies of the left, regardless of what, if you, you know, you have friends, neighbors, family, um, just acquaintances that vote and have voted year after year, decade after decade for the left and the policies on the left, right? And all those that we list each time, the ones I just ran through, the way that you know for certain that those policies go against God and his commands and Jesus Christ and the founding of this country and, and that they really truly are evil. At least one of the ways, uh, I, there are other ways, but one of the ways that's certainly easiest is, okay, does this hurt widows and orphans here in America, right? Okay, so let's just go through that. Rejection of God. So, and we've talked about this before, your socialist, communist, atheistic countries, you know, I cannot remember one of our presidents talked about it, uh, the great divide between us and the Soviets, because the, the Soviets, they had no prayer. They had nowhere to turn. There was no hope. All their hope was wrapped up in men and the state, which is no hope. That's, that's depressing. That's condemning. 
right? And so rejection of God, does it hurt widows and orphans? Absolutely. Takes hope away. Abortion, right? I mean, do you really even need to talk about that? You're, you're taking a life away from a baby. Uh, that's what it is. You're, you're taking that life away from a child. And so, yes, absolutely hurts widows and orphans, women and children. Uh, feminism, right? And, and through that path, the uh, LGBTQ relationships, does that hurt women and children? Yeah, absolutely. 100% it does. Uh, you can see it in the destruction of the family unit. You can see it in the emasculation of men, which makes our country, society, families, which makes women and children. Uh, widows and orphans more vulnerable. Uh, there's a number of different aspects you can talk about here. The sexual deviancy, uh, the association with pornography, right? All of that stuff. Does it, yeah, it hurts widows and orphans. Uh, critical race theory, identity politics, the racism of the left, right? Because it, isn't it interesting that the people that claim to be less least racist are the ones that talk about it first always? Yes, that hurts. Anytime you judge somebody based on the color of their skin, right? Or some other bigotry. Yeah. Instead of their actions. Yeah. It hurts widows and orphans, women and children, because it destabilizes society. Illegal immigration, 100% is decimating our poor, our most vulnerable, the least of these women, children, widows, orphans, uh, our fellow brothers and sisters here in America. Uh, and then communism and socialism, all of these things. So that's how you know uh, that those are principles uh, they're evil and then so and you know you look at washington saying take care be a comforter to the comfortless a deliverer to captives a physician to the sick uh, and be our guide this day and forever so we're going to read his tuesday evening prayer we'll finish up with that today most gracious god and heavenly father we cannot cease but must cry unto thee for mercy because my sins cry against me for justice, that I may know my sins are forgiven by his death and passion. Embrace me in the arms of thy mercy, vouchsafe to receive me unto the bosom of thy love. Shadow me with thy wings, that I may safely rest under thy protection this night. And so into thy hands I commend myself, both soul and body, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, beseeching thee, when this life shall end, I may take my everlasting rest with thee in thy heavenly kingdom. Bless all in authority over us. Be merciful to all those afflicted with thy cross or calamity. Bless all my friends. Forgive my enemies. And accept my thanksgiving this evening for all the mercies and favors afforded me. Hear and graciously answer these my requests. And whatever else thou seest needful, grant us. For the sake of Jesus Christ, in whose blessed name and words I continue to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.